every human being has an average. Hint has an average, you have an average, your bank account, your kids scholastically have an average. Everyone has what they do regularly. And if you're not getting what you want in life from the way that you live your life, your current average sucks. You gotta pick yourself up, go backwards and slam yourself at the wall like 500 more times until the wall crumbles. 25% of middle school girls already believe they'll never achieve their dream career. Dream career. Hi, I'm Kara Golden, founder and CEO of Hint. Hint. And you're Hint. listening to Unstoppable, a podcast spotlighting the journeys of inspiring entrepreneurs. I believe that at its core, leadership is about constantly learning from the people around you. And I'm so inspired by the conversations we're having in our upcoming episodes and can't wait to share them with you. This season, some of my guests include Rebecca Minkoff, fashion designer and founder of the Female Founder Collective, Diana Kaff, author of Girls Who Run the World, Andrew Dudham, founder of Hymns, and Eugene Rem, co-founder of Rumble Fitness, and much, much more. Plus, we ask the million-dollar question, what does it really take to be unstoppable? Let's find out. Hi, everybody. It's Kara Golden from Unstoppable, and I'm so excited to have my friend and author, co-author, Michael Burnoff on the show today. I'm very, very excited. And I wish you guys, some of you guys can see me, but I actually just posted this on Twitter. Average Sucks is his book. And it is so good. It's like, I was just saying to Michael, what is so, I love books that actually you can get through pretty quickly, but actually have kind of aha moments in them where you want to reopen it up and it will stay on the shelf with you and you'll give it to your friends. And, you know, there's lots of learnings in there. I would say that it's, you know, not just for entrepreneurs either. I think it's like for everybody to really say like, how can I ultimately be more than average? And, and maybe even at sometimes like be average and be okay with sort of where you're at, right? I mean, that, that was kind of the feeling that I got, you know, a little bit, but let me tell you about Michael in case you guys don't know who he is, but Michael Burnoff is the president and founder of the Human Communications Institute, a leader in the personal and professional de development industry. I've heard Michael speak at, so many conferences, our mutual friend, JJ Virgin, and I'm part of a group called the Unicorn Club that Michael was so kind to come and speak to that. But he's, he's really dedicated to just really helping people just be better, I think more than anything. And we actually went to the same university, but didn't know each other back then, but had a lot of mutual friends. And then the more I got to know him and sort of, you know, hear what he had to say. It was one of these fast friendships. And just overall, I've just been so impressed with what you've built, not only for yourself, but also in helping entrepreneurs and athletes and executives and really helping them be better. So we're going to talk about his new book, Average Sucks, Why You Don't Get What You Want and What to Do About It. And then like the rest of our shows, just talk about all kinds of other stuff. And Michael and I were on the phone the other day. We were joking for two hours. It was supposed to be like a 10-minute call. So we're good at sort of chit-chatting. So anyway, take us back to the beginning. Welcome and all that stuff. And what inspired you to really want to, first of all, your personal development stuff that you do. What yep. inspired you to do that? And then we'll hop into the book later. 
I, I could I could jump everywhere and care. I really appreciate you having me on the show and those of you listening, taking the time out of your day to to be here and work on yourself. And because that's the people that would listen to a podcast like this or people that want to improve and better themselves. So I my personal development journey, it's an interesting one. This is this is interesting because you talked about Arizona State. Here's where personal development began. I was a entrepreneur since birth because I watched my mom and dad. My dad walked, my dad drove a back and forth every day from Rockaway, New Jersey, where I live, to Teterboro, which is right outside of New York, like back and forth every day. Never loved his job, but he supported our family. I'm one of those people. I got to tell you, my parents worked hard. They put away money so I could go to college, right? Mm -hmm. And I went to Arizona State and I had a blast. So I had so much fun. I had a little business at the time when I was there, a little direct sales business I was doing. And I was so good at not going to school and partying that literally after about two years, I got invited nicely by ASU to say, hey, maybe take a break. I checked out Mesa Community College for about a semester. Wait, so what was your business? Hold on, go back. I was in direct sales. This is crazy. So I got introduced by one of, this is, you want to do a crazy story. One of the founders later of Under Armour, right? He was a college football player. Ryan, his name was, he introduced me to selling these phone cards. And I was selling these phone cards. It was direct sales. I was selling these phone cards. Remember, phone cards was a big deal when we were younger, right? Like you needed a phone card to call home. You needed it like the dial. Remember you dialed the 1-800 number and blah, blah, blah. So there were discount phone cards. I pitched them to other kids. I had this little business going, making extra 500 bucks a a week on the side. I I was a hustler since I was a kid. And I wasn't paying attention to school. So I... And I had a landscaping business when I was younger, which you didn't really need in Arizona because there's no, no grass when I finally moved out there. But I went to community college. And while I was there, I never got into business school at ASU because I guess I wasn't smart enough to go to business school. But there was a, a teacher that said, do you want to read any of these books and you can get ahead? And I never really liked reading. And there was a list. It was like the gold standard. There was like Lee Iacocca's book, like all these books like seemed boring. And one was how to win friends and influence people. So I'm 19 years old, you know, I'm going to Arizona State, I'm a party kid, you know, want to meet girls, blah, 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 winning friends and influencing people. So I I don't even know if I read it or not, but it was that book that really woke me up to the idea that you could learn yourself better. I was told my- How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, 
Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. My whole life, work hard and be a good person. And I had no idea that who you were and who you were born, you could be better. Like my parents always said, hey, Michael, I'd say, mom, where do these people get these fancy cars from? She said, work hard and be a good person. I never knew that you could actually learn yourself better. So that book opened up a door to me, like a window in my heart and my soul that said, wait a second, Michael's not stuck being Michael his whole life. He could be anyone he wants. That's awesome. 
I love it. So did you end up going back to Arizona? Yeah, I could have, I could have stayed. Yeah. But my parents like sat me down, had the economic conversation. They said, it's remember it was, it used to be like what, five grand a year to go to ASU or yeah. three grand yeah. in state tuition, whatever. It was like nothing. After a couple of years, they're like Mesa community colleges, 900 bucks a year. Yeah. ASU is five grand. Yeah. Screw up and learn over here. And I got a job parking cars at remember Mancuso's at the Borgata. Yeah. Do you remember that yeah. place? Yeah. That was my job. I, I'd park cars pitch the phone card thing until that company went under. And then that was how I re and then I graduated from ASU after five and a half years. But that's a great story though. I mean, that yep. really like scared you straight, right? I mean, it was great. It, it really straightened me out. I mean, I got the letter because back in the day, the letter was different. Now kids like my daughter can opt out whether her parents can see her grades. I don't know if your kids have that, but my daughter can opt out at her school, whether we get the grades back then the letters went to the person paying the bill. So my parents would get the grades and they got the letter. So I'd get the Michael, I want to talk to you about this. And then I learned the hard way. And I, I, I worked my butt off. I learned very simply that that was not going to work for me working for someone else. It just wasn't my thing. And I became an entrepreneur basically from that. So that's when that's the beginnings of it. That's not the final product, but that was the beginnings of the personal development journey. And do you look back on it like that was really, I mean, you did, like you said, you had a landscaping business, you had all yep. these kind of things, but do yep. you think that that was the time when you really said, wow, I can go and make a living for myself doing something that seems good for me, right? Like I can, yeah. you know, and that's interesting. You can actually pinpoint. Yeah, I, I was I was selling, the next thing I did, I, I was selling these insurance products. I was selling this direct sales insurance products. Like they were to underwrite somebody's deductible. So people would have these HSA plans and I would like offer a, I'd cover the first five green. You now you have like a $5,000 deductible. I would come in and sell you this thing that would, that would underwrite that mm -hmm. and then make that all go away. So at dollar one, you would do it. So I was doing presentations and speaking and pitching and doing all that. So I was slowly learning how to become Michael Burnoff selling someone else's product. So that was my learning part. Interesting. And so I always ask that question because it's funny. People ask me all the time, like, did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? And my answer was like, no. I mean, I, I grew up in a house where my dad founded this sort of mini company inside of a larger company. He founded Healthy Choice inside yep. of, and, you know, he didn't call it. He wasn't an entrepreneur, right? Like it seemed, I mean, today, you know, he was a product manager. And so he wasn't a you know, traditional entrepreneur, but he did everything that an entrepreneur would do, but he had a lot of resources, right? Yes. And so I always tell people, you know, he didn't know how to sort of like go in and hustle with like Safeway to get your product yep. in because they had a giant multi-year deal where he just placed it in there. He was like fighting internally with like the right space. So anyway, really different. So I'd always been exposed to it and then ended up, you know, working in media and very early at CNN, and then very early working for a spin out of Apple, and then mm. and then AOL. But my path was always, you know, kind of like yours, watching other entrepreneurs and yep. sort of how they functioned. And then all of a sudden, I had this idea, and I'm like, I don't know if they can do it. I guess I can do it too. Like, why don't why don't I just go try and see? And if I fail, then I can just go back to working for entrepreneurs. And you know, and. Heck, I still say that today, you know, if it, if things don't work out at hint and, you know, I doubt that's going to happen, but it's, uh, you know, I can still go do that. So I think every entrepreneur kind of finds this different path and it doesn't mean just because, you know, you weren't thinking about it since age eight, that you wanted to be an entrepreneur that, 
you know, you can't be. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't grow up with it. Like I, I never, I never thought about it. I, there was one moment that changed everything. I don't know if I mentioned it in the book, I had a college roommate and I'm from Jersey. He's from South Dakota. This is like, couldn't be any different. And his dad owned a company called Super 8 Developers. He owned a hundred and something Super 8 hotels. I would never stay at a Super 8, but when Harvey looked me in the eyes and he gave me that look, he goes, Michael, you should go into business for yourself. He literally looked at me and said that. And I didn't know what that meant. So I went down to the registrar at ASU and said, can I get into business? And they looked at my grades and they're like, no, you That's can't. So but um, it was that moment, like I got out of the box that I was in. And I, what's interesting, I takes an interview like this, and I, I wish this to anyone listening to this right now, if you ever get interviewed like this or have a chance to get with your team and interview you, you learn a lot about yourself. Like my background actually is in beverage. I don't know if I told you, like I worked yeah. for Hornell Brewing Company, which yeah. is Arizona iced tea. Like I literally, that was my college internship was a very large, small beverage company. And I watched how they did it with zero marketing budget. They mm -hmm. spent nothing on marketing. They made beautiful bottles and they pitched their sugar water, right? And that's, I mean, I don't think it was that healthy, the product, not to knock them, but I watched them work and I learned a lot about distribution going in and hustling uh, convenience stores. Yeah. I think that's just another great example where the best entrepreneurs are okay with, you know, learning from other people for a while, especially if they don't have yep. the right idea or if they just, you know, for whatever reason, just like, don't have the money to go and start yep. with, just go and work and go and go work for people that you think are doing cool stuff. So let's get into the book. So yeah, let's do it. Um, what do you mean by average sucks? Well, I mean, two things to two different people. Guy said to me the other day, I go, who are you targeting? I said, there's two groups. There's one group that's going to get it that goes, you're right, damn straight. I don't want to be average. And that's like your high ego people that go, I don't want to be average. That isn't, that maybe originally why I thought the term was great. I own the term, I own the words, I own everything that looks like average sucks is a part of our brand. It's a statement for life. What I really mean by it deep at the core is that every human being has an average. Hint has an average, you have an average, your bank account, your kids scholastically have an average. Everyone has what they do regularly. And if you're not getting what you want in life, from the way that you live your life, then average, your current average sucks. So our unconscious minds desire us to make life easy and create an average. And what that average is, is that like, if you look at, there's a daily balance in your bank account, there's, if you look at a stock report, there's an average of the stock, there's an average amount of hint you drink in a year, hint, hint, right? There's an average amount of everything that we do and it lines up every single year about the same. And the reason I say average sucks is that if you want any more than you currently do, you cannot be okay with your current average. You have to develop the average you want. So I just look at everything in life as we all have an average. And if your average is okay, congratulations. The book's not right for you right now. But if you have more that you want in this world, the book basically screams, don't be okay with what you have. Be okay with what you want, but you're always going to be developing a new average. So it's a really deep meaning. So one thing I grabbed out of the book was this, I mean, you talk about people who are getting stuck, but it's kind of, you're making the same mistake over and over and over again, right? Yep. And so tell me, you know, a little bit about that. Like what was, what was sort of, as you were thinking more about this? Yeah. I mean, I, when I looked at, when I looked at the average concept, for, first off, it took me forever to write the book because I had no reference points. No one ever wrote a book like this. I've never seen anything like this in my life. So I had to really figure out, I was also battling my own average of being a non-author trying to act like an author. That was, that was a tough thing that I was dealing with, which a lot of people, when you want to create change. So we all have this unconscious programming inside of ourselves of our average, this thing that we do 
on a regular basis. So when you mentioned the word stuck a couple of minutes ago, or a couple of seconds ago, we all get stuck. But the mistake that we make over and over again is we think we're going to do things different, but we have an automatic programming to do what it is we do. So if who you are is what you do, even if you try to do something different, your identity is going to bring you back. So give you a prime example. I was sitting in front of a group of very high level doctors and I said, do you know what your challenge is? And they said, what do you mean? I said, all of you, your average is your problem. And they thought I called them average. And really what I was saying was, you have an average. Your average is you. Meaning that we all have this, like, if you ever had this feeling, whether you're about to ask someone out, you're about to hire somebody, fire someone, you have this like wall, this emotional thing in front of you, that is your average getting in your way. So I believe that answers your question, what you're asking me. And if not, I'll answer a different question. But it's that feeling you get when you don't do the thing that you want to do. It's the part that holds you back. So that is what I claim to be your average, that invisible force. I mean, you mentioned just like doctors as, yep. as an example. Do you think that they have the story written out? Nope sort of what it looks like and and then they they're not really happy with it or what 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 do you think stops them This is what stops everybody and most people don't know this. this is why I wrote the book so everyone has a day in their life and I know you had it you were working in corporate you had a day where you said never again correct Totally and you everyone has a never again day you have a never again in relationships you got a, a guy you dated somebody you know a girl you dated somebody's got something and you say never again and in a moment, emotionally, all human beings, this is psychology, you say never again. You don't really plan out what you want alternatively, but you just say never again, and you mean it. So you build a wall behind you saying never again, and you build this goal, this thing in front of you. So it's the day that you accept, I don't want to be there anymore. And then you build this dream of what you want. You don't actually build how you're going to get it. You just know what you want now. So you spend your whole life going, I want that, I don't want this, I want that, I don't want this. And this is most people's dinner conversations is what they don't want and what they do want, what they don't want, they do want. Not actually how you're gonna get it, but you got dreams of things you want and what you won't settle for more in life. It's just, I don't think most people really thought out their real plan. And so the book is really about how, now that you know this, are you willing to accept your current average? If you are, congratulations, you're doing great and I'm really proud of you. If you're not, Let's start from here. What do you want your life to look like? So it's not about a dream day. It's not about a dream life. It's if you don't want your current circumstance, that's great. What do you want? How do we start living into that now? Definitely. And you talked too about the the pain of obstacles yep. and, you know, and how that's actually making you better. I mean, that's one thing that when my book comes out in October, you'll see, I mean, I talk about that. There's so many examples in my life where I actually... I'm actually really good at figuring out like what the goal is, but along the way, I was able to look at things that were happening and change quickly and then decide actually that this is a much better path. And so, and again, when you're going through something, you may think that there's obstacles, failures, whatever you want to call it, but you know, those may actually be part of your journey. And ultimately that's, what's going to take you you know, to the place I, I'm a huge believer where you're supposed to be. So I, anyway, I think it's, it's along the same theory, but I'd love to hear you elaborate a little bit more on that. Yeah. So when I was writing the book, I realized I could have wrote 50 books. I'm sure you had the same thing, right? Like it was like, wow, there's 80 books here. So I grew up very, very middle-class right down the middle. So like most speakers, mm-hmm. 
the story you hear is the tragedy and the overcome or the, you know, my dad's rich and everything's great or my mom's rich and everything's wonderful. I grew up right down the middle. So like I didn't have built-in motivation. So the big issue is I truly believe for most people why success is so hard. And we got to watch this for our children is that life has gotten very easy. Now, I don't want to be one of these people that everyone judges me, but no, it's not easy for me. Folks, it's easier. Even if you live in a bad neighborhood, there's a store where you can buy water. You do not have to dig a well anymore. My daughter, she earned some stuff. We made her work hard. She walked over. I think it was like, a, did you go through the American Girl doll phase? Did you go through that phase? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I, I, when that ends, I'm going to be very happy, right? But yeah. good for her. And she earned one. And she did all these things to get it. We pushed go on the the, the site. And she runs to the front door looking for the product, right? Because wondering why it's not there. Like, Adversity has been stripped from society over the last 20 to 30 years. Like when we watched Little House on the Prairie when we were kids, it was rich or poor and that was it. Now it's like this life has gotten really easy. So nobody recognized that natural adversity is one way for people. So we need to actually seek out adversity right now because the natural adversity is gone. Like you don't have to walk places. You don't have to go places. You pick up the phone, especially with COVID right now. Everything now is even more coming to you. So you have to move less. So if you don't find a way to move, you will gain weight. Do you know what I'm saying? Like when we were kids, you at least walk the mall. Now we don't walk the mall. We go to Amazon. There was built in adversity. Like you remember like waiting for waiting when we were kids for photographs, like at the shop. I forget you're not from Jersey. We used to go to ShopRite, this store we used to go get. We're in ShopRite. I was going to say, you better be in Pathmark. You better be in Pathmark and ShopRite, right? But I used to go there and like wait for my pictures to get developed. So we had adversity as kids based on life, right? But now we have to seek out adversity. So I always tell everyone, all growth comes through adversity. That's why entrepreneurs get a chance to grow mentally because it is adversity 101. Like you're going to deal with it. So that's why Spartan races and, and, and being an entrepreneur. And I, I've been telling everybody based on COVID right now and everything going on is that if you didn't get the wake up call that you need entrepreneurial skills in your life, that you have to control your economic destiny, then you need, you need to like just maybe watch the films over and over again of the unemployment and everything. You need street skills. You need to be able to deal with stuff, to deal with the objections, rejections, how to deal with your kids and issues and problems. And, and the better you are dealing with adversity, the better you're an entrepreneur you're going to be. And I know a lot of your audience is entrepreneurs. So yeah. Totally. No, I, I 1000% agree. It's funny. I, my daughter is a, both of my daughters are camp counselors up in Maine. That is, that is, is, I used to be one of those kids. So Godspeed for them. Yes. Yeah. And so anyway, there's a bunch of the campers were coming tomorrow and, you know, on the buses and they've all been tested for COVID and we all like, you know, hope for the best through this whole thing. But anyway, my daughter was looking at the sheet that she was given on like the the kids that are going to be in her cabin and i mean it was like like what is the sheet that you're looking at and she said oh i was wondering how you filled this out because she used to go to this camp i was wondering how you filled this out for me and the questions that were on the sheet were unbelievable it was like you know like are there any problems that we should be aware of like how do they relate to friends and all this stuff and i was just like you know what that I mean, I get it why, you know, potentially like people do it, but I think summer camp for so many kids is a time of reinvention, right? Where it's like, you know, they may have this sort of like opinion or people have this opinion about them in regular school and then they go off to camp and let everybody else figure it out. Why like pinpoint 
why have the, you know, counselor of the camp ultimately, you know, have this idea about this person instead, just let them, you know, be free to kind of do this. So anyway. Did you have that sheet when they were kids? Cause I can't imagine I went to camp. I, my parents might've said I had an allergy, but I, did they have mm-hmm. like your psychoanalysis? No, it has gotten so much more. Yep. So I was saying to my daughter, I was just like, there might've been some allergies and things like that on there, but not to this extent. And I think it's definitely- That's the average issue. <laughs> yeah, it's the average issue. And and of course, you know, you and I both have kids in college and, yep. you know, we've had like even the dormitory, it's the same kind of thing. Like you've got to like fill out like exactly what kind of room you want, like who do you, like, I mean, that's great and everything, but actually if you were with somebody that, you know, you didn't know who was quieter or louder than you, who real, like maybe you would grow even more by being around the adversity, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just stripped it from our kids. I mean, they don't have adversity, so they have no coping mechanisms. Yeah. So, so anyway, I totally agree with you. And I, and I definitely think that it's something that, you know, we, we as parents definitely need to be aware of, but also if you've grown up in that, where you sort of are thinking that this is the way things need to be and very predictable. And, and that was another thing that I really, really you know, appreciated about your book too. So what are you most excited for going forward? I mean, obviously you mentioned we're recording this during COVID time and how are you doing? Which is going on forever. I'm I'm doing well. I I gotta tell you, I'm frustrated, excited, happy, burned out, excited, not burned out, elevated. I'm a little bit of everything during all this because it's challenging whenever you're you've been doing something your whole life and then it changes. Like I own a two million dollar building that we could do at events in that we cannot do events right now. Like imagine they banned water. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's, it's crazy what's going on, but we've pivoted and we've figured out how to help as many people as possible. And we've been giving away courses, doing what we can. And we've actually been helping more people. Here's what I'm very excited about what's going on right now. Up until this is helping me facilitate my mission on earth, because for years, when I first got into personal development, I found out that 3% of the world, and this is really sad, has great marriages. 3% of the world has, a great relationship with their kids. They, they enjoy their life. They, they take care of their body. And it's a really, really small number, right? And I found that out 20-something years ago, 25 years ago, right? Then I realized after Google and everything came out, I found out that the number's still 3% or less. Like, wait a second. Shouldn't, like, it used to be how to go to a library, check out the book, learn how to be successful. Now you could download a masterclass and be Steven Spielberg if you want to by the end of the afternoon, right? So what I recognized is that my goal was to get the number to be 4% by the time I die. To get to like where 4% of the population lives well, I think that'll be my impact in the world. This COVID thing has woken up, I would say about 10% of the population right now to going, you know what? I got to figure my shit out. And they're looking for a guy like me where before everybody's too cool. I don't like, so first I'm thinking, oh my God, launching a book like you are in the middle of this is crazy. Now I'm like, people are reading, they want to learn, they're excited, they want to grow, they want to be an entrepreneur, they want to be a business owner, they're willing to look inside, maybe they're going to get sober now, whatever it is. So I'm excited that more people than ever are more open to listening to what we have to say, because they have to. So the biggest reason I had an issue with the middle class, I didn't bring this up earlier, is we were comfortable as a world, middle class is gone dead now. So it's either rich or poor again, figure it out, and I think more people are going to be rich financially, relationship-wise, health-wise, because there's no middle ground anymore. There's no time to sit and wait for somebody to give you a handout. It's not going to happen. It's so, so 
I am so excited that the world is screaming. I wear my shirt average sucks all the time and people stop me and go, damn straight, that's true. That's awesome. So the Circle of Influence Mastermind Group. Yep. Talk to us a little bit about that. That's our people that have been through our human interaction technology. It's our superhuman people. It's a it's a group of people that have been through our programs on psych, human psychology that makes people do what they do. So that's our, I don't say our highest level, but that's our group of people that truly are committed to the quality of their lives and the quality of the lives of the people around them that want to learn ridiculous skills. Like my background is the highest level intervention work on the planet. So I'm the guy that talks to a UFC fighter 15 minutes before they go in the ring. I'm the last person they talk to. I'm a guy that works with people in the movie business. I had Tony Orlando of all people asking me to work with his family members. Remember Tony? I'm working yeah. with uh, people that he asked me to, to connect with. Do you know what I'm saying? Over yeah. stuff. So I work with uh, people in the movie business and I work with people in entrepreneurs. So one of JJ's partners is a part of that community. So the reason I'm bringing this up is it's human beings that want to learn the most elevated influence and communication tactics on the planet that want to help other people from everything from kids with meltdowns to people that have major childhood trauma that they're dealing with to big, uh, big corporate executives that I work with that, that are doing $400 million a year. And they have to figure out how to communicate with their team that they know they have the wrong team. They know that they will never get to a billion with their team. How do we either figure it out or get out of our current situation? So that's, that's that group of people. It's awesome. I love it. And then the Facebook group too, that is just yep. like, I mean, every time I go on there, there's like more, I mean, it's getting bigger and bigger, yep. your, everything you're doing. So tell people about that. Yeah, that's the average sucks community. And we've been, if you just look it up online, if, you, if you're right for it, answer four questions, please no politics, please no Corona conversation. It's the only place in the web, no politics, no Corona, just be a human. That's the only place, but it. it's, We've been giving away, Kara, our class. We've been giving away our call to action program for, for people for the last, my wife and I sat down when this whole Corona thing hit and we said, how do we help people? We're like, we can either do nothing for 10 years because we have enough money to not do anything. Because in 08 and 09, I said, never again. So we built a life that I don't have to do anything for a decade and don't have to budge my lifestyle, which I'm excited about. Or we can help as many people as possible. So we've literally been giving away to well-meaning people live with me We've given away $3 million worth of our program over the last 111 days. And this will be recorded later, so it'll be 120, 130 days. And anybody that joins that community or goes to calltoactiontime.com can take our class with me and I kick your butt, hold your hand, you get me live. And it's been my way of giving back and helping. And we've helped probably 10,000 people during this get their shit straight, which has been really, really great during this tough time right now. So if anybody's interested, there's nothing to buy because I'm not selling it. You can go to calltoactiontime.com and check out working with me for five days. It'll get you above average for sure. That's awesome. Well, no, I love the community. It's su- it's super, super great. So I think you've answered a lot of this, yep. but I always ask my guests, actually two questions, yep. your favorite hint flavor? Well, it's a battle. So I love crisp apple. Here it is. I have a case of it here. I love it. And I love honey crisp. Those are my two. So I can't, I can't do it. Like I, I don't know, like, are they almost, are they brother and sister to each other? Like, what is the deal? Yeah, they're slightly, oh, they're just different types of apples. I know, so, but like, I'm, I guess must be an apple guy. I had a real good watermelon fascination for a while, but I will tell you the one that I love, just the aroma of it and the taste of it is, is either of those two, crisp apple or honey crisp. And I just got to tell you, I can't decide. Did you ever go to apple farms like when you were in New Jersey? Yeah, or? I used to pick apple trees. I, it was one of my jobs. Is that what it is? Is that what it is? 
Yeah, is it, it nostalgic? Is it built into my psyche, my average? It is. So it's uh, there's a story in my book about there's an apple farmer just outside of San Francisco that was really our first bottler that we worked with, and it really? was. Yeah, salt of the earth guy. Like we still go back there and do some small runs with them, but he's like, that's what he does. I mean, he's just, it's been in his family for, you know, I don't know, maybe close to a hundred years and this, this apple orchard. So anyway. it's my favorite. And my daughter yesterday had two of them and she's eight and she loves it. She's a big fan and um, she loves it. And she tried to feed it to the dog yesterday. And she thought, I don't know if you've done that yet, but she goes, Oh, every day, every day on my hikes. Yeah. I take pictures of it. And you know, my dogs are so funny. I mean, they, they like, I mean, they have favorite flavors. Like, Which they one? Love- Cause my dog, my dog liked the watermelon. Yeah. They, well, they like watermelon. They like cherry. They like blackberry. They don't love lemon. They're fine. I mean, I take them hiking every morning and they'll drink it, but they, you know, they can't see color. Right. And so I'm always like, okay, it's the lemon. Like, I'm sorry. I grabbed it. And then they're, they're like, okay, okay. Like we will only have two sips of water instead of five, like along the way. Classic. Always. I know. I like thought I was grabbing pineapple and and that didn't happen. And so then the other one is what makes you unstoppable. Makes me unstoppable. Communication. That That's the big thing. So I, I believe that communication is the most underdeveloped and underutilized strategy that we have. And I have dedicated my life to recognizing that I can handle almost any conversation on earth with anybody based on my ability to influence myself or influence them to get it back on track. And you're going to say, hey, go into politics. I don't mean that kind of communication. Do you know what I'm saying? But what I'm getting, that is what makes me unstoppable is my ability to use words as a as a mechanism to help me get what I want. I love it. I love it. So where can people find you? And I know you're active on social, yep. obviously Facebook and- I'm all Twitter. over Facebook, Instagram. I hang out with you on Twitter from time to time. I still haven't figured that one out, but uh, you can find me. I recommend get the book. I mean, you'll get to know me. It's almost like I'm going to hang out with you. You can go to averagesucks.com. I own the website. Give away a bunch of audios with it. Get the book. You get Amazon, Barnes & Noble's Target. You can get it anywhere, the book. Get the book, find me online, get to know what we're up to. But our, our biggest thing is we want to help people. If there's a thought, if there's a thought in your soul, a feeling in your heart that you want, we want to help you get it. If it's us, if not, we'll show you someone else that can. I mean, it's a, you're here, you're listening. Take the next step. I mean, do something, uh, check me out online, get the book. I can guarantee you, you will finish it. And afterwards, you're going to go, God, all books should be written this easy. Yeah, no, and I I really mean it. I mean, it it makes you feel like it's the friend that actually gives you the honest opinions about like, you can actually go do this. And I think like, especially the groups and some of the chatter that I'm seeing in the group on Facebook in particular, it's just, you're helping a ton of people. But this is a book that, like I said, it's a fast read. It's one that you're going to want to keep on your bookshelf and give it to other people too. But it's really, a it's just motivational. It's super great. So it's available everywhere. Average sucks. Go online. And thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is an honor. Yeah, super, super fun. And yeah, so we'll, we'll see you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you. If you like what you heard, please help spread the word and leave us a review. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? 
please talk to me at Kara Golden on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable. Unstoppable. Unstoppable.